So, how have you been? Don't ask the question to the answers you don't want to receive. You made that really long. I just never know how to say it. Uh, well, anyways, cheers. Cheers. With um, yeah. Club sodas. Um, I don't know. It's been, how long has it been? It has been about three months or something like that. We would so be out of the first trimester if we were having a baby. This kind of is our baby. This is our baby. Yeah, I know. Sorry we neglected you for so long. Looked at hanging for a while. Sorry we neglected you for so long. Bing, bing. What up, everybody? Welcome back with your horsts with the Morsts. J and J. This is Jordan G. And Jesse. Jay. No, nope. no, just Jesse, Jesse, you can just say Jesse S. Sick. No, that doesn't sound right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Jump Seat Confessions podcast. Round of applause. Yeah, like, like we just got, like we just landed. Yeah. Yeah, like we're we going to stand up immediately. Like, like you just landed a flight in Puerto Rico and everyone stands with a, a open ovation. Uh, it has been a while. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been postponed for a bit. Not because we don't love you. Maybe Jesse doesn't, but... Not because this is I my child you. we're talking it's about. Not because, well, I think well, maybe I love your child a little more than you do. Well, I'm like, to be fair, I don't want children like that, so that's, well, that's fair it's to too feel late. neglected. It's too late because now you're talking into one. This is my love child. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so we didn't uh, formally announce anything on the podcast about uh, why the brief gap was going to occur at all because it was rather unforeseen it, it it's good news of course um it's a lot it's actually. a lot it's, it's a lot but the jesse s over here has uh been promoted to <gasps> flight attendant supervisor so she just moved on up to the east side a deluxe apartment in the sky well actually, finally got a piece of the pie well, I actually started out because my friend was getting married, um, and I needed a lot of time off um, for for her wedding stuff. And she's and like, "How how do I get a better amount of time off? I know. I know. I'll get promoted and have less time off. It's gonna be great. How do you afford to be in someone's wedding? Get a promotion. There you go. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Yeah. So. So. Uh, Jessie is kind of a super flight attendant now. She's the flight attendant, but with actual authority and prestige and someone who actually uses their office email for I something. have 300 employees. That's terrifying. Yeah, it sounds terrible. Like, uh, if you have a problem, you have to come to me? Yeah, it sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Ter- yeah. I work alongside you and I'm, over- I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, so... <laughs> Listen, my my employees ill will tell you that I'm all right at best. You know that's all you need for that pay raise and that authority boost. It's, it's yeah. just to be all right. All right, you know, all right is good enough. Yeah, um, but I mean, it has definitely been like a transition. Jordy and I used to just have a lot of time to, you know. Make things work, but my schedule yeah. is a lot more flexible, and yeah. now it is not. Yeah, uh, we, we used to meet up um, once 
every few weeks, and we would record numerous episodes. Sometimes uh, it was once a week. Be, yeah, sometimes one. But yeah. even then, we would record numerous episodes so that we're just always ahead of the curve. Uh, that way we can afford to miss a week or two, and it wouldn't put us behind on the podcast itself. Um, and that had to be postponed com- completely uh, due to the uh, promotion transition. Um, and my friend's wedding. And your friend's wedding. Yeah. But uh, now that I would say you're established as the supervisor of the base, and I imagine your friend is still married and the wedding's over with? Yes. Great. Because okay, she's still so, married and the wedding cool. is over with. Yeah, so... So now we can start getting to some semblance of uh, order for the podcast and for our guests and for you all. Uh, that being said, the topic at hand today is, I guess, the evolution of roles from being a flight attendant to being more Other than or less general. than, yeah, to being different. Yeah. What is your flight attendant training applied to your new professional or personal um, position in life? Um, I feel like I've talked about it a lot more than Jesse has in the past because I'm no longer a flight attendant um, and I, I'm always reflecting on my flight attendant training and how it applies to uh, new professional roles and stuff. But uh, Jesse's new with it. And, I mean, you're still in aviation. Right. But uh, you have a very different role now as a flight attendant, in-flight supervisor. How does... Uh, being a flight attendant, add to that. I mean, I'm glad you have flight attendant experience. Like, that's helpful if you're going right. to be supervising For the flight sure. attendants. It's good that you know their job role. Uh, but I think today we're going to be discussing what that's like for you as the person uh, adopting new roles and responsibilities, as well as uh, supervising, being the guide, being the quote-unquote leader uh, for those who are still in those roles. Um, and I'll do my best to bridge gaps for those not in aviation at all well and so I feel like one of the things that like it's so funny because every single day it seems like people are like oh how do you like the new job do you miss flying this is that yeah like how new is it exactly being the in-flight supervisor from being the flight attendant you mean how long one of the 300 to being the one of the two or how many supervisors there's two of us yeah so now for being one of 300 to being one of two. I mean, there's definitely like pros and cons to the situation. People always ask me, like I said, people always ask, um, how is it? You know, some days are better than others. Some days it's a piece of cake and everything's fine. And well, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, I hate it. Cause like some (laughs) days I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, (laughs) today was one of those days that I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But then other days that I'm like able to help people and like hopefully make a better impact on the operation in general. And like, you know, especially people who meet me now as a supervisor and didn't know me as the flight attendant, it's really nice to, you know, be almost like a mentor to them. Whereas Mm. other people that I know also know me as a flight attendant, but now they're having to come to me for like things that aren't necessarily like comfortable to talk to your friends about. Mm. So I don't know. Like that's why I'm like, the dynamic is weird. Like there's a lot of pros and cons, um, to put it simply. I don't Mm. know. That's why I'm like, some days are better than others. I vividly recall, um, back when I was a flight attendant and one of the supervisors, 
Uh, remember, uh, remember, were you around OG Robert? Yeah, because yeah. you're, you're only a year behind me, right? Yeah, yeah, I love OG Robert. OG Robert was the man. He was easily idolized and deified as the greatest supervisor on the planet. Cool ass human being. Really, just like a really, genuinely good person. And just a really cool yeah. British accent. Uh, just made everything charming, you know. And he was this very tactful and brilliant speaker. And he knew how to criticize uh, your work without attacking your character. And I think that is a very difficult tightrope to walk, especially yeah. as a figure of authority, uh, that someone can, you know, critique what you're doing without attacking you or without making you feel less than. And that's a, a very unique, very unique ability to do. And I, in my experience, because we were both Philly-based the whole time, imagine we're Philly-trend-based, mm -hmm. uh, it's been like the dream of having some semblance of a Robert 2.0 since he stepped down. And I vividly recall that when he did step down and it was a bunch of ruffling in the metaphorical aviation bushes, like, ooh, who's going to be the new supervisor? Who's going to fill Rob's shoes? Who's going to do this and that? Who, who's it going to be? And they hired some lady who used to work at some other department of, uh, of, uh, of the airline. I don't Not the know. front end. I don't know that she, she worked in some other department. You know, like they have like compliance. They have, you know... Um, I genuinely reliability HR like all those different departments in the company. She worked for one of those offices, and then they brought her in to be the in-flight supervisor. So, because she wasn't a flight attendant on the ground with the flight attendants, she started and immediate distrust from the flight attendants themselves. It's well, like oh, they also... hired an outsider. They hired someone who doesn't understand what we go through, what we've been through. Whereas Rob was a flight attendant for like at least like a, a year and some change before he was yeah. the supervisor. And so I think you already had that in your favor, that you were a flight attendant first. And that people know you as a flight attendant, so they know that you at least had that perspective of being where they are. I want to say yes capacity. and no. Um, it's like advantageous because I know the struggles. Like I know the company, so if issues are happening i know who to contact like i have relationships with a lot of the flight attendants that are now technically my employees that because i know like what they've been through it helps working with them be easier but it's also like difficult because like you know when you have a supervisor that's a authority figure so if you're going to them about something that isn't like isn't necessarily comfy to talk to your friends about but like you have to tell your business like you have to tell your work so that you know if it's gonna impact your work in some way so now you're like having to tell me something that you're not necessarily comfortable telling me as a friend or mm -hmm. co-worker yeah. it's also difficult because the lines are blurred between like we have a relationship prior to becoming a supervisor and now that I'm a supervisor like I do have to kind of like switch my hats you know what I mean like people mm -hmm. maybe would try and take advantage mm -hmm. because they're so, like oh, oh we, we already have a way back right she'll do me this favor they'll let me slide right and it's like at the same time as I want to be there to like offer support because that's what a supervisor is supposed to do they're not necessarily mm -hmm. just supposed to be like a discipline whatever but like they're supposed to be there to offer you support and I want to do that but at the same time I can't do that if I'm being taken advantage of um, and I also like, 
I have people that I also report to. Like, there's company policies. There's a union contract. There's all of these other things that I still have to follow. Um, and, like, sometimes you just are put in an uncomfortable situation because of that. And it makes it really difficult to then have to see them every day. Whereas if I was just a supervisor... Ooh, sorry, I burped. Mm-hmm. If I was just a supervisor and you didn't know me before, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's my supervisor. You know, like it mm. wouldn't be like, oh, this is somebody that I thought was a friend and now kind of like crossed me or whatever. I think the term supervisor in aviation is unique and it's not the same as like working at the department store or working at, I don't know, another kind of office or right. administrative level stuff. Um, I would actually contrast it to being in law enforcement. A lot of uh, a lot of good friends of mine are in law enforcement officers, and, and I know that um, there's that debate of policing within the community in which you live in and occupy versus policing in a community that you that is outside of your neighborhood. Right. And like the pros and cons to that, like because you're not a part of it. You can kind of address situations more impartially and just by the book, by the law. But in doing that, the people who view you policing them, they see you as an outsider. And they, they distrust you. Excuse me. And they see it as, oh, this officer doesn't care about the outcomes here. This isn't their community. They're, they're, they're they don't happy. know the They here. don't know the struggles yeah. here. They don't understand the social problems here. So they're more than willing to you know, overstep their authority here because they would never do that in their own community because, you know, they, they wouldn't want to poison the area they live in. So those are very real perspectives um, that exist within law enforcement that I feel like is relevant and light attendant. Right. It's um, because you're an insider, there is that suspicion that there's favoritism or maybe you had an enemy before and now you have the authority to abuse that enemy in a way that you couldn't when you were just a regular colleague. Um, so there's that, that double-edged sword right. versus if you were an outsider, uh, yes, you can just start from scratch. No prior relationships, no favoritism, no enemies. Everyone is your subservient at some capacity. Um, but you being an outsider, you lack that perspective and they don't like you because you don't understand them. So I'm either like, way, you're damned it. if you do, you're damned if you it. don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's definitely challenging in that sense because you know, like I want to be liked. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like I think everybody wants Oh my wants God, that. me too. Ugh. <sighs> so great. Yeah. So. Being liked is so pleasant. In every single aspect <laughs> of my life, I want to be liked. You know, I've done shitty things in the past and people didn't like me, but now that I am healing and went through therapy. <laughs> nice and vague. I like that. Now that I'm healing and went through therapy, this is my, this is my I era. want people to like me again and mm-hmm. I am doing what I can to make other people like me. Mm-hmm. So when something happens at work and people don't necessarily want to take accountability for their own actions, they dislike me because that's easier to do. But my thing is, like, as much as I want to be liked, I also am okay with being the villain in somebody else's story. If that's going to help them sleep better at night, I'll be the villain. That's fine. You know? 
Sound like a supervisor to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'll be there to support you, but at the same time, if there's something that, like, you just feel like you can't take accountability for yourself, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'll be the villain. I think that. I don't well, want to be uh, the villain. Let's, let's change gears a little bit to talk about the, the good parts of it. Um, the... What good parts? Uh, the Not advantages. <laughs> <laughs> the advantages of having been a flight attendant first, and now you're doing a lot of non-flight attendant dependent roles. Um, yeah. One of the biggest things is especially, you know, as working for a company that has a union, um, I feel like I know the union contract really well. You know, if people need help or like aren't sure about something I can hopefully use my own resources to guide them you know um being able like Philly is a difficult city in general um so having already worked in Philadelphia as a flight attendant being able to take what I've learned from working with them makes it easier for me to, like, do things that are going to help them rather than be destructive. Because I feel like a lot of times when you have, like, supervisors or managers or whatever come into a new work environment, they're, like, gung-ho with, like, oh, I know it's going to be best for everybody because this is Mm -hmm. what we did at my old company and it worked. Or, like, they come in, like, guns blazing, like, I need to assert my dominance so... I'm going to act this way because if I don't act this way, um, you know, nobody's going to respect me and this is that. But Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like, you really just need to like take a step back and humble yourself and get to know the people to know it's going to work for them. Um, Mm -hmm. and I feel like, because I I think that authoritarian stuff does work with a certain crowd and in certain circumstances. Yeah. If you're in the military, like, you know, like, it's yeah, but, but but even that, like, there's, I feel like there's a different way to approach your soldiers who volunteered to be there versus your soldiers who have no other option in life than to pursue this. Like, those are two different mentorships, right. I think, that you're going to approach those people with. Well, and you know, and I'm, I'm sure you feel like that. Like, you know, the, you know the flight attendants who are there because they love aviation. They love yeah. travel. They love helping people. They love... Uh, being in the sky and being up, being above their problems. Excuse me, literally and metaphorically. Sorry, we can't stop Versus, burping because we literally yeah, have to open yeah. an extra seltzer each yeah. for for the opening. So yeah, you're welcome, yeah, America. Honestly. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so you know those people who are like truly passionate about the job, and you know the people who are just there for the benefits. The benefits I get are it. awesome, I and so like I'm sure you know that there is a certain way to guide and supervise them there's a certain right. way to respond to their emails there's a certain way that you'll word things to them that you'd word it differently even if you're conveying the same message it's right. for the same purpose but you would word things differently to different flight attendants because you know that about them I imagine right well and and I I was definitely just here for the benefits you know so but now that I'm in the role that I'm in I'm like okay I made a lot of friends of people who aren't just here for the benefits, who are people who are like passionate about being a flight attendant and that's all they want to do. And that's fantastic. Like 
I never wanted to be a flight attendant. I literally did it for the benefits and because I was like miserable at my job and my friend was like, hey, you get to travel. So like just apply and see what happens. But I like developed these really deep relationships with people who do really care about being a flight attendant. Oh my God. <laughs> we knew that was going to happen. Um, that, was a, that, was a, that was a girthy one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that wasn't you even the worst feel, of them. You can feel the edges of that jagged burp. That wasn't even that was the a... worst of them. I, I, feel, I feel bigger and better things coming. You know? <laughs> um, that was just, wow, a lot. I don't know, I lost my train of thought after that one. Yeah, no, that, I that's, burped a, that's my the, train that's, of thought out. That's the reset out. burp. No worries, I got, a, I got a question lined up for you. Sick. Do you think that you've gained any new friends by uh, moving on up to supervisor position? And if so, how? Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it's different. Like, some people that I had friendships with prior to the job, mm-hmm. i.e. my co-supervisor. Um, He's awesome. Yeah. We had a relationship before. Like, we, like, went on vacation together, you know. Like, he helped me when I had an OJI, you know. So... Um, like we already had a solid relationship anyways, but now that we're like spending so much time together and dealing with the shit that happens together, it's like a trauma bond. Um, no, I'm so serious. Nothing says friendship like bonding through trauma. No, so seriously. Um, as far, like the thing, I feel like a lot of my friendships have taken a hit though, because like as a flight attendant, you know that like you develop those friendships really deeply on like the jumpsy confessions, the layovers, all that stuff. I don't get that now. So some friendships that I had no problem maintaining before, um, have definitely taken a hit now because Mm -hmm. I'm not seeing them as much, but at the same time, like I've been able to build relationships with a lot of our new flight attendants who are like sitting right reserve and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you're like the default mentor before they can have a mentor. Right. Before they find their mentors yeah, on so. the line and um, on reserve and stuff. Like, um, I'm a, I don't know why this is making me think of an awesome Lao Tzu quote, but I'm going to say it anyways. Okay. Um, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. But when the student is truly ready, the teacher will disappear. See Please leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. You hear Please that reserves? Yeah. Find your teacher. It's not Jesse. Um, <laughs> no, no, but but like you know, especially like being a flight attendant is such a difficult and weird and unique experience that like if you don't have a leader to be there to help you, you're you might fail. Like, it is right. what it is. And the leader might not be the supervisor. Right. But I agree. You need some semblance of a guide. You need some leader figure. Because it's weird. Even if they're not a flight attendant. Like, you can be buddies with a pilot, and that can help guide you um, appropriately. Just be careful with be the careful. pilots. Be careful with the pilots. Uh, so, side note. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to throw the flip question at you, though. Do you think you've made new enemies now that you've become a supervisor? Yes. Yes? Definitely yes. Yes. Uh, how so? And how did that develop? How did you become aware of them there now in the in the enemy category? 
Um, I mean, I don't have any new enemies, but I am, like I said, I'm the villain in some people's story, and that's yeah. fine. Um, but but is, it, is it purely because of the new authority role? Yes. Or is it, like, so... I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an example of like of a previous supervisor and like so what the murmurs were in the background of this previous supervisor and whether or not you've gotten any similar um, feedback. So one of the previous supervisors from the past, I'll just keep it as that generic as possible. Uh, as they were doing the um, the interview process for the new supervisor position, oh, I was, that, that was no, you. honestly that. That was less jagged. I like okay. that one. That one flowed out nicely. Uh, anywho, so uh, as they were interviewing for the supervisor position, they were reevaluating a number of awesome flight attendants. A N- number of them were very qualified and intelligent and accomplished people in the field. But this one uh, human being was known for partying with the higher management. Uh, some of the executives in the company, and like there's videos of them doing shots together and partying and vibing out while the interviews are taking place and then after numerous rounds of interviews that specific individual got the job and of course we all you know facebook instagram celebrated oh congrats man you're the new supervisor high five and etc etc but the whispers among the flight attendants was all he partied his way into that role he didn't deserve that or she didn't deserve that or, you know, th- this person knew too many people in the higher ranks to be denied. So by default, when this person got that status, there was immediate distrust from a number of flight attendants because it's like, that's an inside job supervisor. They're not really one of us anymore. They parted their way in. Did you... Or do you feel some people see you that way now? Like, do, do they see, oh, she's inauthentic. She networked her way in. She didn't earn her way in. Um, and, well, and even if, hypothetically, even if someone does network their way in, does that make them less reliable? So, so two-part. I think that networking is important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you're dumb if you don't network. Right. Um, unfortunately, a lot of things are, like, Especially if you're looking to like improve yourself in a career setting and stuff like that, you need to network because mm-hmm. you could have the exact same resume as somebody, but if you know somebody, the person who knows somebody is going to get the job over the other person. Right. Somebody could even be like a little bit more qualified, and if someone has a lesser, by a little bit, resume, but they know somebody in the company, that person's probably going to get the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important to like utilize those resources to network. Um, on, in my personal experience, I don't think that I networked my way into this role. Um, I applied for the job three times before getting it. Yeah. I don't think you or the other supervisor, uh, I mean, I was outside of the game by the time you both, uh, excelled to this promotion, but, uh, I've, because I know you both personally in real life. Um, like they didn't like network their way in; they just earned that way in. That's my opinion on the outside. Well, so but, uh, the thing is, is like, do people think you did? Like, she only got that job because she's buddies with this person or that person. I don't think you know so. Think so? I, don't, I mean, not that not that has come back to me. Um, but also, if somebody had a problem and felt that way, they could have a conversation with me. Like I like I feel like both myself and the other supervisor have like really tried to. Uh, 
express and emphasize um, that we have, like, a very, like, open-door policy. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like, the thing is, like, if something's wrong, we can't help you if we don't know, you know? So if you have a problem with something that we've done or, like, that you're unsure of or whatever, like, please have a conversation, you know? So, but the thing is, is maybe some of the newer people feel that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um but, like, people who have been with the company for a while, like, know me. And I've like, done other positions within the company. Right. You know? And I know the other supervisor is also incredibly accomplished. And not just, like, I know right. he was, like, a mentor for people. He held numerous ranks within the union. Right. So, he's, uh, he's like, touched all the bases before becoming supervisor as well, too. So, right. he's very well-rounded on paper besides, right. like, per- personal networking aside is very accomplished on paper right as was the 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 flight attendant we mentioned in the, the past who was like you know networking his way in like he was also very decorated and accomplished also on top of the networking so um <coughs> god bless you that was listen this is a candid all podcast the, all the noises here. coming out of you in and burping and all the things Ooh. okay yeah. so let's switch gears Sure. It's hard to talk about Jordan and like, okay, so how, like, we talked about how I used what I learned as a flight attendant to transition Mm -hmm. into my role. Like, how did you use what you, you know, learned as a flight attendant to transition into your role in the service industry? So, I think my roles are a lot less administrative than yours, so I'm using a lot more of the interpersonal skills as a flight attendant. So all that stuff that you're used uh, as boarding an aircraft and you're reading passengers, you know, gauging body language, you're saying hi to people, even if not going to continue the conversation, just to just see how do they handle the hello, you know, and just gauging the crowd, constantly touching the emotional thermostat of the room and the people around you. I, I use that all the time. I'm a, currently I'm a bartender and server at an incredibly popular restaurant. Um, in Philadelphia? In Philadelphia. Wow. Yeah, called Louie Louie. Amazing. Yeah, go it's in go University visit. City. If you ever want to see me in real life, it's actually uh, really dope. It's, uh, I think like ABC News made us like, we're the most Instagrammable restaurant in the city right now. Oh, nice. Especially with our brunch and stuff like that. But uh, anywho... Uh, I'm shout also out. on their website. Shout out Louie Louie. Yeah, shout out Louie Louie. And they also have, I'm, I'm their employee of the month uh, on August. If you want to see what I look like and put a, put a face to the voice. Or you could just follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I actually, I actually look real good in, in the picture. It's like, it's, uh, uh, it's not like, a, it's kind of a thirst trap the, on the Louie Louie page. It's not like yeah. me taking pictures yeah. as you focusing <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I'm ready for the picture and everything and right. I'm pouring a drink and it looks, looks really cool. Um, but being a bartender in particular, I would say is a lot like uh, being a flight attendant in that the, you're doing 20 things at the same time, all the time. Uh, one major thing I would say is the, the skill. Like You can't put this on a resume, but it's so fucking useful. The ability to compartmentalize conversations. So as a flight attendant, you'll be on the jump seat talking with your friend about their breakup or their potential affair and whatever was some some juicy tea occurring and you hit a call button bing 
oh shit, someone has to walk to seat 14 on this side of the aircraft. Oh, it's my turn. Hold up real quick, Jesse. Let me walk over there, handle it. Maybe they just want to be a dickhead and hand me trash. Or they're asking how much longer in the flight, whatever. You handle the guest request. Or they're having a stroke. Maybe they're having a stroke yeah, and they press the button to... Pardon me, I'm having an emergency. <laughs> with, um, the one, with the one side that's yeah, not just paralyzed. Yeah, like the one side that's not paralyzed. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, hey, I'm having a stroke. Casual. Yeah. So uh, you deal with the stroke, you handle it. Um, you come back up to the front of the aircraft 45 minutes later, and you continue the conversation where you just picked up. That's a skill that I use at the bar all the time. It's like sometimes I'll have uh, either a regular or one of my good friends. I don't see that often. I'm like, holy shit, dude, what's good? How you been? What's that? Uh, you need an espresso martini? Let me hook that up. We're catching up, but now the bar is picking up. Uh, and then maybe the restaurant's starting to pop. I was like, yo, man, hold that thought. And they got to stop and talk to this guest. I'm refilling ice. I'm making cocktails. I'm cleaning glasses. I'm polishing uh, glassware. I'm restocking stuff. Um, closing checks, I'm opening tabs, etc., etc. 40 minutes later, come back. So anyways, Bob, this is what's going on, blah, blah, blah. You can just continue the conversation that you left 40 minutes ago. Um, that ability to retain, uh, I would say, little little universes of conversations. Like you just jump between the multiverse <laughs> of yeah, okay. roles. All the little, all the guests he at got, your he bar. You had to get a little nerdy. There. I learned a lot of it. Look, so every every guest at the bar really is like its own. It's like its own flight. Everyone's there for a different reason. Some people are out on dates. Some people are just out on break. Some people are just trying to drink the pain away, get the fuck, <laughs> get the fuck out of their own world. They want to stop and talk to a stranger and stuff like that. Uh, have you ever picked somebody up who was on a date? If I picked somebody up, yeah. What do you mean? Oh, like, 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 uh, like me getting my flirt on on them while they're yeah. out. Not, not necessarily. So okay. I would say the closest thing to that, I was more like, I was more like an empowering bartender esque figure. Love and that. Then, so this girl uh, was getting st- stood up, sort of. So she came out on a date. It was gonna be her first date with this dude. I guess they were talking on Tinder or some of these dumbass sites, and. She was arriving late. She arrived like 10 minutes late, but she didn't like message him, be like, hey, sorry, I'm running behind. She just showed up late. Didn't say nothing to the dude um, and was messaging him, hey, just got here, but he had already left. He didn't message her back either. So this relationship was doomed to fail already. Like they both already suck at communication and they're both uh, just, I I I don't think she's petty. I think she was just unreliable, but the dude was petty. Because the dude uh, messaged her back while she's at the bar. And the reason I even know any of this is because she's she was like the one person at the bar at the time and looking really emotional and really distraught. And so, again, I told you, I'm gauging the emotional uh, cues. Also, you're going to make a quick buck, too. Like, so you're yeah, going yeah, no, you to... I have a financial incentive, of course, to spoil people. Right. But but there's, you know, again, the, the compassion in me is triggered. I see someone who looks troubled. Damn, she looked fine, too. Um, but, but so that's just that's just the <laughs> extra credit on there. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Is anything on the menu catching your eye? And then she opens up. Sorry, I, I might not even stay here. It's just... I was supposed to meet this guy on a date, and now he's not showing up, but he's messaging me. He apparently saw her through the window of the restaurant like a fucking creep because uh, he was leaving already by the time she arrived, but he refused to just come back in. He's like, no, you disrespected my time. 
I'm going to be a doctor. I'm, you know, because uh, there's restaurants in university cities. So there's a lot of quote unquote prestigious, potentially accomplished people. But they're people. They got problems. They're dickheads like anyone else. You know, the doctors are, I guess, kind of the pilots of the medical community. So they can have uh, personalities that are postponed from developing character um, because they're hiding behind their esteem and status, status and prestige, etc. So they don't have to develop a personality and they can just blame it on what they do and why you're not good enough. So he was kind of hitting her with that. Don't waste my time. Damn, that was a juicy one. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking good. about doctors. No, I think I got that check. That was, uh, that was a diagnosis right there. But um, So this dude uh, was saying, you know, just giving her some long-ass speech about why you can't disrespect him and waste his time and blah, blah, blah. She's trying to coax him into coming back. See, and now uh, I'm telling her, like, no, nah, girl. I'm just he, he missed his appointment. Tell that doctor he missed his appointment. You're I'm good just, now. Tell her. Tell him you're talking to the bartender now. I'm just imagining though, like in the day of flip phones, where you're like, "You waste my time," or what did you just say? Oh, you said something like that. You're taking advantage of my time. I don't know. Like I'm. I don't remember. I'm what gonna you be said. a doctor. Her, her, her. Oh, um, oh, you can't waste my time or something like that. Be like, I just did, and then slam the right? the yeah. cell phone closed. Man, we gotta have we gotta have yeah, the phones yeah, back. That would have been juicy yeah, as fuck. Yeah. Hanging up used well, to mean something. Well, I just something. did. Yeah, now just clicking the end button. Yeah. And sometimes have, you're pressing it and you're yeah. walking in to like... Yeah, you know, it's embarrassing. Just, it doesn't have the own face to have. But uh, anywho, so um, she's, you know, she's just really emotional. And I'm, t- you know, kind of like coaxing her what to say. It's like, not tell him he missed his appointment. Fuck Did him, you really say that? Yes, yes, absolutely. And then uh, and then uh, her girlfriends and like the one, the, the gay bestie, like the crew of support came out to the bar to like, you know, buy her a drink, show her love, like, you know, to console her that yeah. she just got stood up on a date with a guy she really liked. And now I'm getting buddy-buddy with all of them and I'm, I'm pitching drinks and cool as shit. Now, now I have like a little cool little VIP club getting buddy-buddy with them. And <laughs> this guy's offering to, to come back. All right, fine. If you really, really want to see me, I guess I'll come back to the restaurant. But I understand I'm still upset with you. And I, t- I don't want to see you. Exactly. So you, and that's what I told her. I, t- I told her to tell him, sorry, you're 10 minutes too late. I've already moved on. Like, bam, mic drop. He's, <laughs> you know, so... So, so that of said, course, that of course made that. Oh my God! How'd you come up with that? It's so quick witted. What's your name? Oh, my name's Jordan. Actually, you know, I used to be a flight attendant. Blah blah. You know, just insert that whole bullshit background story. of fun, and now everyone started off. Uh, they started gloomy and sad at the bar, and now everyone's happy and having fun and partying. And now, when other guests come to the bar, now there's already a squad of five people already having fun at the bar, and now these people want to drink what they're drinking, and so it's like the good vibe. Is a catalyst for continued good and vibes. And Jordan's the making money. And I'm getting money. So, uh, fast forward to my relief bartender came in. And I'm just setting up the bar and getting ready to head out. Uh, but this girl I was like, yeah, like, what are you doing out of this? You want to come grab some food with us? So I'm like, you know, hell yeah, I do. What's up? Like, so. Like, actually, I do eat. I do eat food. <laughs> I do yeah, eat food. Right. I know. Uh, and so, I, uh, Got off, uh, I changed clothes into my regular people clothes. I met up with them in front of the restaurant. We walked around the corner to K-Pod, which is another really I tasty Steven Star restaurant. Mm-hmm. Fantastic spot. And that was my first time there. I've never been to the one in the city. I usually uh, go to the one in Newark, because, Delaware, because uh, dope. 
you know, I need a parking lot. Yeah, I dig it, girl. I need a parking yeah, lot. Yeah, no, this is one of the city in the parking lot yeah. to, to hate crime to park in the city. Yeah. Uh, also, fair warning for anyone coming to uh, Louie Louie. Parking is a shit show. Yeah. But, um, take public transit. Yeah, take public transit because paying for parking is Good old shit. SEPTA, baby. We'll come out on a Sunday. Parking's free Sundays. But any, anyway, really? so uh, we we eat down there and it's an awesome time. And I'm being real. Like, I'm, I was trying to holler at this girl. Like, she's fine as hell. She's cool as hell. And I have the rebound within reach. But I'm being respectful. She got it's all her girlfriends here and the, and the gay bestie. Like, the I'm girls not gonna and be, gays, yep. Yeah, I'm not going to be like shooting my shot right now. Pure rebound mode, but uh, set the tone of of, of uh, friendliness and coolness and uh, hey, this guy's trustworthy. You know, we we all exchange social medias or whatever. Uh, it didn't turn into anything. She's uh, she she has a very specific type, and I did not I did not fit that. But it was still it's just networking. That's just another set of people I'm cool with now. Right. So, yeah, I guess that counts as using my flight yeah. attendant skills. Um, Although it doesn't, I wouldn't say those are flight attendant exclusive skills. I mean, I, I would use my flight attendant inside and aviation and crap. If I'm giving travel advice at the bar, I'm wonderful for that. Like, that's something that's I know, like, world clocks Tuesdays, and stuff. That's apparently. Yeah. Always pay for your seats. <laughs> and get to the airport early because the flight's going to leave without you if you're late. Yeah. Uh, but as far as, like, the administrative stuff, like, that is, that I thank God, and I don't miss that. I don't miss the constant paperwork, cabin condition reports, incident reports, witness reports, like all the stuff you have to do as a flight attendant. I'm so glad not to do that in this restaurant environment. Um, you know, I get to enjoy a lot of what I loved about aviation was helping strangers and just being there for people. And the just the constant roulette game of strangers, the stranger roulette and just meeting new people all the time. I get to do that at the bar as well. I'm, you know, uh, I have the gift of gab. For me, I never meet new people now. I kind of miss it. Oh lie. yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not you're not exposed to strangers constantly anymore. You're yeah, just... the people who are there are usually just pissed off because they missed their flight or whatever. And mm-hmm. then I'm like, all right, I'm an in-flight supervisor, and you are not in flight, so this yeah. is not a <laughs> You go yell at the gate agent about yeah, this one. That I'll is not me, baby. I'll cheer you on, baby girl. You know? Thanks, but like, no, I get you. I understand that you're mad because you were late. I get it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, there's nothing I can do to help you, babe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, sounds yeah. like there's time for ice cream. Yeah, it can. Yeah, yeah. You can hear that. All right. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Unless yeah. we want to just add anything else. Yeah. J dog. You, know, you know what? You know what? J cat. I think this is. I think this is a good comeback episode. <laughs> okay. If also- you're in, if you're in the service industry. And uh, you're considering becoming a flight attendant. Do you it. have a leg up in the game. Uh, the flight attendant life is a very, 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 very much like the server and bartender life. A lot more safety stuff involved, a lot more administrative and computer crap. A lot how- less money. <laughs> uh, the- when you first get started, hell yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, on paper, a lot less money up front, but uh, you get way, way, way more benefits. Like being right. a bartender and server, you're not getting flight benefits, you're rarely getting health insurance and dental insurance and vision insurance and pet insurance and paid vacation all the other good shit that you're getting as a flight attendant so that money you're missing out on the front end um you get as assets and other aspects of your life excuse me and if you're a flight attendant and 
you move on up to a different kind of role, either administrative or service related, Don't you are keeping it. these skills it's forever. A trap. <laughs> but, but you are keeping these skills forever. You're going to keep the skills, damn it. Yeah. And they're going to be damn fresh. Yeah. As you know, whether you're going to be in an office environment, being a flight attendant is going to assist you. Um, and if you're going to go into service industry, front of house especially, yeah, being a flight attendant is going to assist you in that as well. So uh, don't feel like you're wasting your time even if you've outgrown the aviation industry or... If you're outgrowing the service industry and you're considering aviation, these uh, these skills are not leaving you. They are only enhancing your already established skill set. Also, but we so since our last episode, we have gotten a lot of new followers on our Instagram page. Oh, dope! Which is Jumpsy underscore Confessions Pod on Instagram. Um, so if you guys have any juicy stories that we can tell that we can keep anonymous of course mm-hmm. um, unless you want us to air out your dirty laundry we can also do that oh um, yeah it's almost time for another coffee or tea episode I feel like, I feel like we're coming I feel like we yeah. are due yeah I think we're due for tea. some more coffee or tea so we'd love to hear your stories if you have anything you want us to talk about um, if you want to tell us that we're great if you want to tell us that we suck um, do so on Instagram until next time be kind to each other and be kind to yourselves pay us for boarding is what really I was hoping for but also 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 be kind to yourself yeah be be, pay your flight attendants for boarding amazing until next time bye